0: This is Inspired Impact. I'm your host, James Campbell. In this episode, we feature Miss Amoy Walker, educator from the Atlanta Girls School. Inspired Impact, we're dedicated to having real conversations with real educators. Here we go. This is Inspired Impact. I'm James Campbell, your host, and today I have with me Miss Amoy Walker. Hello, Amoy.
1: Hey James.
0: So Amoy, would you please just tell people who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there.
1: I teach at the Atlanta Girls School, and I teach sixth grade English, and I've been an educator now for 14 years.
0: Okay, wonderful. So that jumps right into our first question. What inspired you to be an educator?
1: I think schools are an interesting place because it's the one place that everyone gets to share knowledge. And at every age in a human's life, they have something to share. And when I go to work every day, I get to join a community of learners and I can learn from adults. And I can learn from the students and we could just be unpacking lots of big ideas together. And that's what brings me to work every day. That idea that I get to sit with a child and think through a big idea and hear their perspective, and also I get to share my perspective, and we come to a common
0: place. Okay, wonderful. That almost sounds like something I was told early on in my career, where they say your educators, they see everyone, mm-hmm. whether it's from the preacher, the doctor, the uh, child who doesn't mm-hmm. have as much success. We have an opportunity to see those children at their earliest stages. So let me take, let's go back. You said you've been in education for 14 years. Yes. So can you imagine that first year, what, what it was like for you?
1: First year of teaching, I was um, a teacher in New York City Public Schools. Mm-hmm. I did not know what I was doing. Um, and it was scary to go to class every day and to prepare, prepare students for these big high-stakes Regents tests. And just standing in the classroom, handing out these worksheets, I didn't have a full mastery of my curriculum and I felt like work every day was just me going in front of kids being really nervous and hoping that I could prepare them for this test and that was my first year but being 14 years in my classroom looks totally different. Um, I am able to work through a variety of topics in one lesson because now I have a mastery of my curriculum. I get to design my own curriculum. I get to see students unpack knowledge at a variety of levels over the years so I can do that in one lesson. Whoever is the visual learner, there could be something for them, or whoever is a child who's more hands-on, there's something for them, or whoever is the mathematician, there's something for them. I didn't know that when I was on the floor teaching, being out there in my first year, and it takes years before a teacher can really do a good job of teaching. Um, and that comes through collaboration and mentorship, and I've had a lot of that in my 14 years.
0: Okay. You yeah, always tell new educators that first year is about survival. Mm-hmm. Then those three to five years is really trying to figure out what is your niche? Mm-hmm. How do you navigate You know, being an educator? Now, for you, was there anything in particular that kind of helped you get through that first year? Was there an aha moment or an event? that took place That you know what, I got it, you know? I think the first thing was mentorship.
1: I had someone to work with and collaborate once a week, Mm -hmm. and that completely changed from in my second year, that survival mode, to now I can actually collaborate, share ideas, and have that interplay. Um, Teaching is a very isolating position, and in my first year, I realized that. And having that contact with another human just to share your ideas, even if they're not teaching the same subject matter, but they've taught it before and they have experience and they could talk through, okay, this is what you do for this management issue. This is what you do to roll out this lesson. This is how you write this test. And this is how many questions to put on the test. And that person to just collaborate with completely transitioned my teaching into being more comfortable.
0: Okay. Okay. Natural. So you're 14 years in, and I imagine you've come in contact with probably thousands of students during that time period. Is there a particular student that stands out as a success story? And if so, what's the success story? What's the story behind this particular student?
1: Well, every student I feel is a success story Mm -hmm. um, because everyone has different areas of growth, and I'm able to see growth in everyone. Um, what is most important to me is that a child could encounter a text and be able to make a conclusion that connects to themselves and make learning real. And if any child does that, I feel like that is successful. And if they are able to then take that and create something that is meaningful for them and make change in the world, that's even greater, I have a student who I worked with um, on the gun reform um, protest and she started in my class and we worked on it together and did a whole school initiative and did the walkout and she went on to working for the ACLU um, as an intern and I was able to write her recommendation and that was a full circle moment for me and after I wrote it, she sent me an email and she was like, I remember the day after the election, you came in And I thought you're gonna be like, you're so upset, but you said to me that this is how the process works. And all I have to do is exercise my right to vote and we're not gonna cry or complain because America has existed for a very long time and it'll continue to exist beyond this. Mm -hmm. And we should be thoughtful. And that moment changed how I look at what I can do in the world and this is why I'm doing this internship. And I was like, whoa. that's very thoughtful of you. And so it's having those moments that makes me feel really good about coming to work every day. And that's just one unique example, but there are so many of them on so many levels that are just as important.
0: I love what you said about, you know, every student being a success. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of another story (laughs) where, I was told that teachers are like uh, master locksmiths. Mm-hmm. and So you have this big set of keys. Right. and You have to figure out how do you unlock yeah. this particular lock. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can't give up on children, we have to figure out yeah. what opens that lock. So I love that idea of yeah. this multiple sets.
1: Yeah, and like the success for another student was a student who struggled to express herself by writing her ideas down is now the student today. And I was able to hand back Um, an assessment to the student a critical thinking test and she was like how well did I do I was like you actually got the third highest grade in the class Mm -hmm. and it was just for her like moving from handwriting to recording her ideas and how that was a powerful moment of success and I was just sitting there beaming and like she's so happy I'm so happy and we were able to do that together and making sure that I'm providing space for students to show their knowledge in different ways.
0: Okay, great. Now, I've been in education for 18 years now. And I've seen, like, different trends that have taken mm-hmm. place. You know, different. now it's like 21st century skills, innovation, design thinking, PBL. Do you, as an educator, have a particular go-to where, you know... There might be this new initiative, but when you get into your space and you're trying to teach students, do you have like, this is my go-to, this always works. What is it, and how do you utilize it in your classroom space? So maybe in my 10th year
1: or my 9th year, I realized that I need to stop being trendy. Okay. And I need to step back, because good teaching is going to be good teaching, and with good research, we can make tweaks in our curriculum to serve every student every day. And once I agreed to serve every student every day, I decided that, you know, whatever effort-based praise comes out and whatever catchy word everyone's using, I need to step away from that because I realized what we were doing or I was doing was that I was like adding these things into my classroom and they were like not working and they've moved on from that. And then it was becoming chaotic. Mm-hmm. And so what I decided was that I'm going to focus on collaborating with other teachers mm-hmm. and going back to that first year, like you always need a human to talk their ideas with. I believe that talking to other teachers, other students in the building gets you the best results. And be like what do you think of this idea for a lesson and sometimes I'll just do that with a kid and be like what do you think of this I'm thinking of doing this and this and they may give me some feedback and then I'll reiterate on that and then I will go to another adult and get some feedback so what I do is actually use the people the learners that are in the building to get feedback on what I'm doing because I just felt I was just spinning my wheels all the time Be like okay I'm going to add making. Okay, now I'm going to do design thinking. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Am I doing effort-based praise? I was constantly just running those like new practices through my head all the time and trying to make these changes and realizing that, all these researchers and people who are doing it at conferences, they're still working through that and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Even today, most schools that have been you know, credited with being design thinking schools, they're still trying to work through what that actually looks like and how that fits in the curriculum. So I decided that I was gonna step away from that. I was gonna consult research so that my teaching practices could be solid and firm, especially with brain research. But what I wasn't gonna do was constantly be moving with the shifts of what is happening and what's trendy. Okay,
0: okay, thank you. Now, so if someone walks into your classroom on a particular day, what might they see or what might this look like in your space? Um, because I teach English
1: and I believe that, and in every subject you could you know, teach about the human experience, mm-hmm. I believe that when you leave my classroom, you are gonna leave with a moment of thinking about someone else that is not you and all the texts that I've selected for my class, all the essential questions that we come to a conclusion about with my students, it's always about who are the people in this world? How do we connect with them? How could we understand someone else? And in understanding someone else, we truly can then reflect on our own experiences. So that's what you'll probably get from my class on any day.
0: Okay. And so, and what I've loved based upon our conversation so far is that you've touched on like 21st century skills. You talked collaboration. You didn't call it 21st century skills, but you talked about the collaborative piece. You talked about empathy and what you just described, which is a big part of design thinking Mm -hmm. and also making real world connections so that students go out and they desire to make changes. Good
1: teaching is just good teaching. Right. And I believe that good teaching, it is actually breaking down the walls of schools and connecting with students, having conversations with other adults. And that's why I come to work. That's what makes me happy, is that idea that we are all learners mm-hmm. and we're all responsible for who's producing the learning and who is you know, engaged in the learning. And so doing that every day, or doing that year by year, I feel is what teaching is about. I think I was like driving in the car one day and they were like, teacher collaboration is more effective than teacher, um, like teachers' colleges. And I was like, that is so true. I've had this built-in ability in my last role to work with a teaching partner. And it was in the moments of disagreeing how we should roll out a lesson that I found myself growing the most as an educator. Because now I have to be like, let me see how you would teach this from your perspective. And in the moments when we come to those good compromise that I see the students grow. And so breaking down those walls and connecting with other people is what I think should be
0: the model for teaching. Right. And you said something that's key to the fact that you had a disagreement. Yeah, and disagreements are good. We have um, been working with a teacher and she'll come up and give me the reason why she feel like it can't work in her space. It's like, I hate to be that person, but what I look at it is, it's processing. We're all processing mm-hmm. and figuring it out. So you need someone who sees the other yes. side and doesn't quite see it this way that you see yeah. it in order to get to a better understanding. Yeah.
1: Mm. We say in, in writing that writing is a process. Mm. Lesson planning should be a process. We can't just push it out and be like, it's done. We need feedback. We need to observe other teachers. We need to be responsive to our students when they give us feedback. And I think that interplay of, of just being reflective is what's important. And I think there's like, co- teacher coaching is an is a art that I would love to see in schools where teachers are getting real-time feedback. Like when, we, when our students develop as athletes, They go to practices every day and they get feedback and they train and they're expected to grow. And so that idea that teachers don't do that regularly is baffling to me and it's needed and we should welcome teacher coaching in in our spaces. I feel like that is the most essential PD. Yes, conferences are great. Books are great. But when you have someone who supports you and you have a shared vision for growth, you could grow tremendously as an educator, and that is how I've grown over the years, and that's how I don't get burned out because I always had people who are willing to be like, let's partner together, or me reaching out to someone and be like, let's partner together for this next step in our career or for this like next learning opportunity for, for our students.
0: Okay, great. Now, this is your first year at the Atlanta Girls School. Why did you choose the Atlanta Girls' School, and how's it going for you so far?
1: I have been educating girls for 11 years, and it felt like a natural fit. But one thing that drew me to the Atlanta Girls' School, it was the first independent school that reflected the population of the city of Atlanta. It is 51% black, and Mm. that was not lost on me, given I moved from the Bay Area to Atlanta it was really important for me to find a place where a population of students looked like me. And I was able to engage with girls who may have similar backgrounds as me, or, you know, the simple thing of a student, and this is a funny, coming in be like, Miss Walker, your feet is ashy, make me like crack up. I had not heard that in years. <laughs> and I was like, this is how I wanna start my day. But that moment, felt so real and so natural for me. So it's been lovely to, to work with students, 51% of students who like, look like me every day.
0: Okay, great. Now, I'm mindful that teachers are busy. We're getting ready to close in on spring break at the mm-hmm. Atlanta Girls School, so I want to be respectful of your time. So I want to mm-hmm. close out with one final question for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a second to think about it and don't overthink it. Yep. <laughs> if you had one word that you would use to describe yourself, what would that one word be? And why?
1: I would say the word is reflective. Um, I don't think I'm perfect. I make mistakes often. Most of my lesson ideas don't always pan out. Most of the things that I say to motivate a student don't always work. But I know that what I'll do is I'll spend some time at the end of the day to reflect on how that day went and what are some things I can do better? Do I need to follow up with that soon and be like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Or, hey, I t- rolled out that lesson yesterday and it just didn't go the way that I thought it would and I'm not sure if learning happened. Could I roll it out again? And just being able to reflect on those experiences, asking questions, I think is, is the word that I would choose reflective.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Inspire to Impact. Hope you have a wonderful spring break and look forward to finishing out this first year at AGS. Thank you.